You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But yeah, do you want to transition um, to, because we kind of already touched on a couple of the ups and downs, um, but I'm going to, I'm going to kick it off with, with a bit of a, a, a maybe a spicy down that uh, I'll be interested, you know, what, what you think of them. I, I think it can lead to a little bit longer of a discussion, but I thought Monday night was overall a, a down game for Mason Lorai. And he did make, he did make a nice play to get an assist on, um, on Pasternak's goal early in the third period. But overall, I thought, uh, you know, I, I mentioned the rough play he made coming back in the retrieval on what ended up leading to Tampa's goal to tie at 3-3. Um, you know, he had, he had a penalty that, again, I, I thought was pretty questionable. But a couple, a couple tougher shifts earlier in the game, too. And overall, I did think you know, on the whole, probably more of a, of a negative game. He got Montgomery took him off the pairing with McAvoy for part of the game and was kind of shaking things up a little. You saw Forbert get some shifts with McAvoy, Lindholm some shifts with McAvoy. Um, Lori ends up at just 1246 time on ice. So Curious what what you think about where he's at, and you know, obviously the this discussion it becomes a little more important because it's now just two games to go until we think Matt Grizzlick's back. He's eligible to return Saturday, and it, it sounds like there's you know a pretty good chance that he will be ready Saturday. All right, so our friend Anthony over at Bruins Network, he tweeted something up this morning, and I think it summarizes pretty much my thoughts as well on Lorai. And he said, Mason Lorai hasn't had his best defense in the last few games while drawing tough matchups with McAvoy. That said, he shines on breakouts slash attacks where he could easily have more points than he does. He needs, he needs these reps against NHLers, not AHLers, to improve his scheme. So... I totally understand why people are saying he's not ready defensively. He needs to go down to Providence. His ceiling is really high. He's been playing like we see the offense, we see the upside, but his defense needs improvement. Set him down to Providence and learn in all situations and gain that ice time and gain those reps where he's going to play every minute of every game. I got it loud and clear. Okay. But personally, I and I agree defensively that's where he needs to work on the most 
defensively. But defensively, he will improve the most by playing against the best players in the world, not against the fifth and sixth line on the depth chart for the Washington Capitals down in Hershey or, you know, the Barracuda Sharks or like it, it doesn't, he needs to play against the best to get better. Iron sharpens iron. And I think that to your, what makes this difficult is yeah. Like Grizzlick's coming back. So, so something's got to give. So the Bruins very well may send him down to Providence. And if they do, it's not the end of the world. I think he'll be back up because so is the NHL guys get hurt. And he's clearly the first call up at this point for Boston. Right. Um, I just think like maybe just ha- send send Ian Mitchell down or or I think maybe have him as have him in the rotation. Like I I know I know Scott, you mentioned like you were open to a rotation earlier, a seven D rotation earlier in the season than later. So, but but I I also think you fall in the camp of sending him down to Providence too. So um, make up your mind, but uh. <laughs> I think that like they should keep him around when Grizzly comes back and just do a 70 rotation. That's that that's what I feel. Um, you can be selective about when you play him, but I think like last night, did he get exposed a little bit against Tampa Bay? Yeah. Is he gonna learn more by getting exposed against Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov and others and Braden Point? Yeah, I think he's better off for it. And um, I guess I don't want to go too long-winded, but that's my opinion. I think he's been uh, clearly he needs work defensively, but I think he's one of those, he's one of these players that is good enough to, to develop at the highest level. And I think that's what they should do. I know it's a difficult situation. They might want to send him down for those reps, but if you're asking me, I think it's early, early on in the season, do it, do a 70 rotation. And um, I like him. I think he has some work to do, but again, I think he's going to benefit most by learning against the best players in the world. Because, because Scott, because like not, you know, playing 25 minutes a night down in Providence, like, yeah, he might be a lockdown shutdown guy, but then you call him back up and he's playing against Austin Matthews. It's, it's a totally different world and nothing can prepare you for, for defending Nathan McKinnon, like skating against Nathan McKinnon or Connor McDavid. Like you just, at some point you need to, you know, playing against, like I said, depth guys in different organizations doesn't prepare you for that. You have to play against the best. And I think that's why ultimately I fall in the camp of trying to find ways to keep him around as long as you can. So big fan of, of Anthony's work and I get what he's saying and I get what you're saying. I would just say, I, I think I actually pretty strongly disagree on this one. Um, I think you can, learn a lot and improve a lot in the AHL, especially as a defenseman. Uh, I do think being a defenseman, being a young defenseman is harder than being a young forward. I think your, your mistakes get exposed a lot more at the NHL level. Um, I think it takes longer to really learn the right habits and I'm, I think, as you know, like I'm usually not even like a, you know, overcook them in, in the AHL type of guy. Like I, I've, I've said before, you know, other friends of the podcast, Mark Diver, Andrew Raycroft, I think they fall more in that camp of like, there's no such thing as too much time in the minors. 
in in Laura's case, I don't think that's at play here. Like we're talking about a kid who's played 23 professional hockey games, 15 in the AHL, eight in the NHL. There is in my mind, so much more he can learn and will learn and has to learn. And yes, he, he could learn at the NHL level. I'm not, I'm not saying he can't, like, I'm not saying like, Oh, there's no way you should keep him around. He's not ready or whatever. Like, yeah, he, he could learn on, on the fly at this level, but I also think he absolutely can learn and improve in Providence. Like, I, I don't think that's, I don't think you're sending him to a situation where it's like, he has nothing left to prove down there. So, so what's the point? Like he, he wasn't dominating in Providence before he got called up. He wasn't playing poorly, but there were like several people when he, when he got called up that first game he played for the Bruins, I think was still his best game at this level. Like he was terrific that first game. And there were several people, I think like including Mark and maybe even Anthony, I, you know, I don't remember exactly what his take was at the time, but people who said like that was better than any game he played in Providence earlier this season. So, you know, we say like, well, is it really that valuable for him to like go down to Providence and just dominate, you know, 25 minutes a night? Well, I would say like he wasn't really dominating down there and I'm not sure he would be if he gets sent down. Like I I think there's still stuff he's going to work through and learn at that level and be able to improve there and get tested there um, and then be in a better position next time he gets called up, which, which I certainly think is going to be this season. I don't think he's going down for the rest of the year, but um, I, I have absolutely no problem sending him down because I think it can be valuable. And that's the direction I would lean right now. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, so look, there's this conversation for me, it's it's... It's a win-win. I don't like the Bruins can send him down because they can afford to, because the team is winning and they don't need him right now. And I don't, and I'm not, I'm not saying that he can't benefit from being a Providence. I just think he can benefit more from the NHL because you mentioned there's a lot more you can learn down in Providence, right? Okay. Let's talk about that. What's he, what, what can he work on and develop on timing, spacing, gap control, strength like all these things system play sure but you 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 go down to providence you work on situational awareness that's great but when you're working on you know you're you're skating you're you're like i said you're 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 angling your your gap control your stick positioning the way you defend that's that's great love it but that all changes when he goes back up to boston because the game the speed of the game everything changes it all it all the tempo goes up for all of those facets your gap control your footwork has to be quicker you're like it's it's almost like it's almost like you're studying you spent all night studying for an exam but you realize you read the wrong chapters like it's 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 you, you got to read different chapters now because everything 
everything adjusts at the, at the next level. So what, okay, let me, let me ask you this. What would he, and again, just to um, reiterate, the Bruins don't need him right now. You can send him down to Providence. I'm not saying it's, it's bad for him. It's not a big deal. And he will be back up because somebody will get hurt and he'll be back up again at some point. So like I said, this is a win-win situation, but what specifically do you feel he can learn in Providence that he can't learn in the NHL? Is it simply just playing 25 minutes a night and being the guy every night? Well, that, that that's part of it. You know, playing in situations where he's going to be out there protecting a one goal lead in the third period, which we've seen him get less ice time in those situations at the NHL level. It, again, special teams, like he's going to be on Providence's top power play unit, top penalty kill unit learn those areas, which he's not playing on either unit um, for Boston. But then even, even beyond that, like, yeah, like the speed and, and, you know, pace of it, I get is different, but even just like fundamental stuff, like, you know, decision-making coming back on a retrieval, like that play last night, decision-making at the offensive blue line where he's got caught flat-footed a, a few times now, including last night when, uh, he seems to kind of be, get caught between two minds on whether to try to step up on Nikita Kucherov or fade back and ends up in no man's land and Kucherov just blows past him. And I get, you know, your point would be, well, there's no Nikita Kucherov in Providence. No, but there's still that situation at the offensive blue line of making a, a quicker, more decisive decision on whether to drop back or pinch. Um, you know, all of that stuff he can work on. His first step, I think there's times where he's still a little slow to get going when he has to quickly change direction. Um, like, that's a fundamental thing that can get worked on in practice during the week down in Providence. So, yeah, kind, kind of all of that. And, like, I would just say, like, as far as it being, you know, yeah, obviously NHL is a totally different level than AHL, but all those habits you can learn in Providence and facing competition down there, which is still higher than any other level of competition he's faced. I, I just, I still think it's really beneficial. Like I think, I think Johnny Beecher is, was more ready to be an NHL player this year because he spent a year in Providence and like similar to Laura, like he was, you know, a little on the older side when he got there, he had three years at Michigan. Like, you know, that's, Hey, Big Ten hockey's a pretty high level. Like, you know, you you could have made an argument like, hey, he's already, you know, a pretty smart defensive player. He's got the size and skating. Like, how much does he really have to learn in Providence? Well, I think he learned quite a bit in Providence last year. I think he got better down there. And it's it, yeah, you can't mimic facing NHL competition, but you can learn a lot of fundamentals and get a lot of reps against professionals um you know another area would be like just physical battles which i think laura can can work on and, and the ahl is a pretty big league like there's still you know there's grown men in that league so that's different than college too yeah those are all good points actually and and i think you know as you're as you're talking about it um you know i i bring up you know little things like gap control and stick positioning and angling and, and different defensive metrics and ways to defend 
and I and and how the speed significantly in, increases at the NHL level. So it's almost like you have to relearn the those those things. But as you're as you're talking, there there are those benefits you're mentioning. There's situational awareness. There's leadership. Um, being having the you know the weight of the team success on your shoulders, but at the same time not being under the bright lights of the NHL and being so afraid to make mistakes. Right? Um, you mentioned like puck retrievals, like. Yeah. Okay. So a little, again, situational awareness, um, special teams, that's true as well. And, you know, also the one thing I wouldn't want to have happen at the NHL level is, uh, you know, his confidence starts to lose or, 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 you know, dwindle because for one reason or another, he doesn't feel like he can uh, flex his muscle and, and, and get to his game in all facets. So if he can go back down to Providence and, and, and work on all those things that you're saying um, and, and, and be a much more confident player next time he's in Boston. Um, that, that isn't, that's another benefit, right? Like you don't want somebody's confidence to go away. You want it to go, go down to Providence. And, and if he goes down to Providence now, he really should take off running, right? You mentioned he's only played so many professional games at the HL level anyway. So, so yeah, I mean, there's, there are all those benefits you were mentioning and, and then some that just came to my mind as well. So, Again, um, I think there's pros and cons to both. I do, I do think he's a special talent and and can learn on the fly at the NHL level. But I don't think he's in a situation where, or the Bruins are in a situation where they need that to be the case. Um, there's no need to rush right now. And um, so, like, if the Bruins find a way to keep him at the NHL level for a little bit, as I said earlier, I'm not going to be contradictory. Like, I'm for that. But for all the reasons you mentioned, Scott, and some that just came to my mind while you were talking, I also see see both sides. So it's a situation for the Bruins and for Lori where, especially if he has the right mindset going back down, it's, it's a win-win for the organization and he will be back up at some point. Um, no doubt about it. So, okay. So that's a, that's, that's a down for you, Scott, but it was more of a, of a talking point in general. And it's been a polarizing one. Um, it's, it's been the hottest, you know, debate among Bruins fans. Uh, I would say over the last three or four weeks, Scott has been what to do with them when Grizzly comes back. Yeah, and, you know, again, just to, like, circle back, the very last thing I had to note on him is I'm not saying he needs, like, the rest of the season in Providence, right? Like, it could be go go down for 10 games, a couple weeks, here's a laundry list of things we want you to work on, and the next situation that presents itself for whatever reason, injury, someone struggling, whatever it might be, you know, he could be back up by Christmas. So it, it, it it's not a permanent call. Um did you have uh, any any downs or you want to move on to ups? Uh, 